Hey everyone, this is Anas Hassan and welcome back to this amazing podcast, Real Mentor Stories. And basically today we have Tyler Powers here with us all the way from America. And just to talk real quick about him, Tyler Powers is a management coach and a teacher. He specializes in sales and productivity and has helped people achieve things in days that would usually take them like weeks or even months in some cases to achieve that. Uh, he's for sure one of the most difficult guys I probably know in the industry and is absolute wizard when it comes to productivity, managing his time and schedule. And when he's not like, you know, you know chilling with his family or working out on, for, on his health, he's actually running the sales team of a multi-million dollar company. Um, so that's enough talking about me from, you know, about him. Like, I would really love to hear from Tyler now. So Tyler, how's it going, my man? Fantastic. Well, screw that. It's been an exhilarating morning so far in us. I've been that's great. happy to be alive. Happy to be here. Love that, brother. Love that. That's a very gratif- you know, gratificational way to begin with. Um, I love that. So that's great. So, Tal, could you please tell the audience about your journey in like 60 seconds or less? Yeah. So my journey started as your everyday entrepreneur, pretty much cutting mm-hmm. lawns, started into getting into detailing. And this comes from my father, who pretty much kept me working from eight years old until around 18, working with him in his lawn business. And then I came across High Ticket Closing, the man in the red suit, Dan Locke. I invested into his program at 17. Uh, shouldn't have, because he had to be 18, but I got in because I wanted to. And the next thing you know, I pretty much didn't get the results I was looking for because I wasn't applying myself, is the now newfound resolution I came up across. So Tyler, you mentioned about the red suit and Dan Locke. Could you, could you elaborate on that and like go from there? Yeah, so I joined HTC. I got open to the concept of pretty much working from home, picking up the phone, closing, making commissions, making good money. That was great. However, the way HTC is structured isn't exactly in a way that people can join in for just the price and get immediate results unless your mindset is on point. Even though he gives you mindset shifts, I personally had a lot of things I still need to get rid of. And I was able to do that over the past couple of years, pretty much on my own, because I joined HTC, you put 3000 in, you put another 2000 in, you're paying $200 monthly. Then you join HTM for $25,000 or whatever the price is. And you keep climbing the pyramid till you get to the $100,000 a year. And pretty much that's what it is. It works for some people and that's beautiful. However, it just doesn't feel like something that I would want to do because I hear you. if you're getting taught by a proper mentor, then pretty much it's one buy-in or at least one specific buy-in. So I didn't like that feeling. However, I take ownership for not getting the results I needed because I didn't pay attention to the material that he was teaching because it's good material. It just wasn't a way that I wanted to go about my closing, which is why I got into private coaches. So from the duration of around 2019, a couple of my friends who I discovered in HTC, we branched off away from HTC, HTM. We started our own closing brand and we oh, started okay. generating results. And within 12 months, we created a million dollar team together. And then after that first year, we realized the business model wasn't exactly profitable for five people. So we broke it up. I pretty much stuck with Kevin David. And from, 29, from 2019 in December until 2020 of January, I spent this time building Kevin's team from the ground up internally. And now being 2021, over the past 12 months, we've been able to come from a team that had no structure to now we're doing multi-millions every month and we're the biggest in Amazon FBA mentorship and Amazon automation services. So pretty much my journeys come from like anyone else. 
you have these barriers you have to break through. And every time you break through them, it's the equivalent of getting a little bit more of the brake off of the vehicle you're driving. So for me, I had 80% of myself all the way in, but the other 20%, which is the most important part, wasn't going all in. And I didn't have that shift until December, funny enough. So being Got able it. to experience that pain and pleasure, pleasure of getting results and learning from your lessons generates the best version of yourself through those mm. failures. Love that, So if, man. It for HTC, if it wasn't for HTC, some people may say it's bad. I'm grateful for it more than anything because it created who I was and helped for me. Sure. For sure. Like, it's definitely great to hear and amazing to hear, like, from where exactly you started and to ultimately working for a company and building something internally and getting into a multi-million dollar point. That's just amazing. Yeah. So, Tyler, let me ask you this, you know, can, can you tell the audience about, you know, some of the myths and common misbeliefs about productivity and time management, if you, if you think of, there are, are any? Yeah, the biggest one is people just don't like discipline because they don't want to put in the fucking work. It's as simple as that. Structure is freedom. If you don't have structure within morning rituals, rules you live by that you treat like laws in your life, like the 12 rules of life from Jordan Peterson or Craig Ballantyne's Perfect Day Formula book or his book Unstoppable, I mean, any of these three, any of those two people can teach you more about productivity. But most importantly, it's just discipline at the end of the day. You can see Jocko Willink right behind me saying, get after it. I mean, if you're not getting after it and having discipline in your life every day, you're just going to keep going in circles. So the biggest miscommon belief I have in productivity is that it's easy. That's really it because it's not easy. You literally have to do the shit no one wants to do as Goggins would say to literally develop into the person you want to be every single day, a better version of yourself every day and be that person. So if you don't have that structure, I mean, you're just going to keep going in circles, half-assing it. Exactly. Right. And it actually reminds me that you mentioned Craig Ballantyne and his rules. You also mentioned them. And that was something that really stuck with me too, because when you have rules in your life and you really take them seriously, it's like everything changes, right? Like in the book, you know, the perfect day formula, you know, Craig Ballantyne's gives the example of a woman who's pregnant, right? She has two options. Either she goes on a party and a friend of her, you know, maybe suggest, um, a champagne of her favorite one, right? Uh, some some favorite drinks of her that can contain alcohol. Um, in most likely cases, she's going to say no to it, right? Stay it up because it's not good for the baby, right? Uh, and in other case, if she was not pregnant then and she was intimidated by the drinking and by basically her friend suggesting that, then it would be a whole different case. So having those kind of rules in your life, like it's kind of like a subtle example, but it really reinforces the fact that if you have the rule that this is supposed to have its goal and this is how it should be, then that's game over. You know, there's no an exception to that period. And I think that's what we're yeah. lacking at uh, for the most part. But that, that definitely we really are. Yeah. yeah, we really um, are, but we all have the power to change it. It's just a matter of, you know, making that decision. For sure. A hundred percent. So Tyler, what, when exactly in your life did you have the breakthrough regarding being more serious with time management and that you were conscious about it? It was really going to the high status summit with Jason Capital in 2019. And then the second high, the last high status summit in 2020. That's really what did it for me was when I met Craig Valentine. He explained the perfect day formula, complete opposite of what other people are telling you to do. Like, oh, schedule your day like this, this, this rituals and stuff. He said to do that. However, what you do first and foremost that he told me, which was like odd to me was you make time for yourself first and then you build your schedule around that. You do what you want to do first and then you work your schedule around it so that you are not going insane 
So it was really the high status summit and seeing all those multiple mentors in a real life in-person environment, along with a couple of people I met from HTC who are also helping me with team leverage, building Kevin David's team. We all went there. We all ended up bonding. And from there, we create this, we created that business model I mentioned where we were able to be an agency for a sales teams and we generated millions of dollars for multiple people. I got it. I got it. Something basically that, you know, falls into the area of environmental exposure, right? Like it's a completely different thing to see someone. Like it's one thing to see someone on the screen and they're making a lot of money and they're flexing their Lambos and all. But then it's a completely different thing when you meet them in person and they show you that, hey, this is the money I've made. This is how much I've made today. And you're like, holy fuck, you know, it's a completely different experience in how you go around it. So yeah, that's powerful, man. Love it. Um, and what's your thoughts about having a mentor, Tyler? Yeah, it's crucial. If you don't have a mentor, you're losing. Simple as that. Even if it's a mentor, such as just a book, you don't even know. You need to have someone who you're looking up to as a role model or someone who's what I would call higher status than you or someone who's at the epitome of the hierarchy in terms of where you want to be. Someone who has what you want or is teaching what you want to teach and you model them. Maybe not to a T, to the point where you pretty much embody and become them. You never want to lose sense of who you are. However, you want to make sure that you are focusing on the core things that you see in similarities with one another. For me, it used to be Jason Capital. It used to be uh, Elliot Hulse. And it's really no specific mentor. It's For me, it's multiple mentors. It's taking the best from multiple people and adding that to who I am to be me. But if I had to narrow it down to three people for like my mentors, it would definitely be Jocko Willink, David Goggins, and Alan Watts, those three. I love Elliot Hulse and Jason Capital and all these names I'm mentioning you guys should study, especially Elliot Hulse if you're a man and you feel like you're not a man. But at the end of the day, it really boils down to who do you want to become when you grow up, so to say, because I'm young, you're young, people watching this might be young, but you need to make sure that you have some kind of a role model. It doesn't even have to be a mentor, someone who can guide you down that path. Like in sports, you have football. You may have a mentor as a coach or you may have a friend who's a mentor who's the top of the team. It's no difference. It's someone who can teach you the inside scoop of whatever you're learning or simply just give you the necessary mindset shift to do what you need to do to become what you want to become. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that, that point is something it's good that you brought it up because when, and this is something I've seen right too as well, because when it comes to us talking about that, this is how much money we've generated hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is what we've done and we've achieved. The reason of it is not to flex or to reinforce that, Hey, you should do the same thing. But instead, the point is to help you understand that anything is possible, right? That if there is something that, like, if you could do this, like, heck, you can easily go and persuade your parents to get you to that other, you know, college than that one that you're in and you you don't like it, right? So the point is not to for you to go to the entrepreneurial world, but but instead do what you really love to do, right? Um, And that's the whole point, like following your passion. Like I've like Tyler, it's kind of you know just saddening, but interesting topic to talk about. But the thing is that in, my, in our country, in Pakistan, in a, a, almost 99% of the you know, population is being forced by their parents, most likely Asian ones, to mm-hmm. go towards being a doctor, engineer, or lawyer. That's it. Three, these three things. Because they feel like if you don't go for these three, the other ones instead, these are the only three that have a future and nothing else. So that basically they start to build that whole concept in and then they make them realize that, Hey, your future is not going to be bright. You're not going to 
fucking get married or support your family and all that kind of shit. And it, it manipulates them. It really brainwashes them in a way. And that's like what we're trying to understand. Like if you're a painter and you, if you have the skills and a, you know, talent of painting good stuff or creating good music or just loving what you do, just go for that, right? You can always find success in it as long as you're open to learn and expand upon. Um, like, yeah, man, that, that's for sure lovely. Um, so that's there. Um, so Tyler, um, what I've noticed is that when the majority of the people, when they talk about time management, they just kind of like give it a roll idea, like eye roll, because, you know, they don't like to follow a schedule or a calendar or, or let a calendar tell them what they have to do and all. I've literally heard people say that. So what's your response to that? What was that question one more time announced? So it's more like then what I've seen a lot of people I talk with, they, they're like, they don't, they're not in favor of schedules a lot, especially, you know, you know a lot of mm. people who are trying to get their life together because they feel like the calendar is somewhat telling them what to do and what not to do. So they're like kind of restrained into falling and being like a robot. Like what's your response to that? Oh, uh, you're scheduling your day wrong. That's why. Simple as that. If you feel like your schedule is running you, you're not running your schedule right. Structure is freedom no matter how the fuck you look at it. If your schedule is fucked up because you don't know what you're doing and you don't feel like you're productive, there's something wrong in your schedule that you're doing wrong. For example, the way I build schedules now is more of a flow. It's a dance with my day. It's not what some people would say, like scheduling every five minutes. Like if you're a multi-billionaire who can have everyone do whatever the fuck you want and you simply just have to have, okay, I know at this time I do this and you have an accountant doing it, that's different. However, if you're one person, you have to build a schedule that's going to flow for you is the biggest thing. If it's not flowing, then of course you're going to feel like you're restricted. And of course you're going to feel like you're not doing what you want to do because you're not doing what you want to do. You're doing what you think is necessary to get the results you want when in reality, you might not be loving yourself enough or you might just be overworking yourself like I've done in the past. And I literally have caused uh, breakdowns over it. So you have to learn how to structure your day, which the best way too is Craig Valentine's perfect day formula. You guys can simply just Google my name, find my face, and I can send you the PDF for free or I can give it to a NAS because I mean, sure. you can go to pdfdrive.com and find it or Google it and find it. I mean, it literally is free. However, if you read that book and you implement what's in there, you create rules for your life, you create the structure and you construct your perfect day and you abide by it, you're going to have that structure that gives you freedom. So the simplest way to answer that question is you're just scheduling your day wrong. If you feel like it's running you, you're not doing it right. Yeah, 100%. So Tyler, what would you suggest like when it comes to having personal time, like in time when you can either, you know, focus on your hobby or maybe play some game? For me, it's like playing video PC and video yeah. games, right? So would you suggest in that particular ways, having them put it into the calendar every two, three hours? So for example, if I work for two hours, I have an hour of free time to myself, or mm -hmm. should I focus on the first, you know, six, seven, eight hours on the working part and in the evening and at the night, should I give that free time to myself and family? Like, what would you suggest? Having it in between or right at the end? So again, it really depends upon the person. It's a hard question to answer because whenever I help people construct their schedules, I ask a series of questions just based on who they are to really uncover what they want. If you want to do video games like I do sometimes, I do it very simply. I don't can put it into my calendar. I simply just have a period at the end of my day from like eight o'clock to nine o'clock where either I'm reading books, which is what I like to do passionately on the side instead of playing video games. But if my fiance is at work, perhaps, or if I have some time, I'll literally play one game, one single game with the sole purpose of coming in first place. And that's it. And then I get off. And that's all I do. So 
what I would say to answer your question is it depends upon what you want to do. I mean, I've experimented with you do, you do your deep work in the morning, you do some work and then you have an hour break to play video games. However, you don't want to ruin that flow. So I would do what me and Jan do, which is do your work for the whole day. And then if you did your job right and you didn't mess, miss any of your habits or rituals or anything, reward yourself with an hour of video games, maybe reward yourself. Don't do it because you want to make it a reward because if you're doing it just to do it, then there's no difference between you doing that and making time for other inappropriate activities like most young men fall into. So you need to reward yourself based on your results of what you're putting in so that when you're getting it out, you're actually getting what you want out instead of, you know, playing some video games, closing, playing some video games. So I would say save it for the end of your day and end your days at five o'clock if you can help it. There's no reason your day should be running past five unless you want to put in the extra work, which is okay. Or if you like me and you have meetings after five and you have no fucking choice. <laughs> got it. Got it. Well, that, that's definitely reasonable. It makes so much more yeah. sense now. Um, I think I'm going to test it out and go with what, what suits me the best, but I do like the idea about yeah. the flow pod. Um, a side note for everyone here, what I've seen is a good way to transition between two different uh, units of work. For example, uh, if like I have three different deep work sessions, one after another, like an hour in each or something, or maybe two of them an hour in each. And if after a good deep work session, like uh, I've noticed that I might get a bit tired sometimes like, because it's just so much focus, so much work mm-hmm. without any distraction. Um, so what I would do is I would like literally turn off everything and like for five minutes max, I would just do meditation while sitting here on my chair. Oh, and yeah. That would like literally reset everything from my brain. And I'm ready oh, yeah. to like start the second session. And that's just insane. Yeah. So, do you the do exact that same thing I do. Um, meditation and breath work. Yeah, one of those exactly. two things personally meditation is great however if you really want to wake up google and please when i say this about googling it do your research and don't do this if you have any medical conditions asthma or anything because you can't in my opinion unless you consult a professional holotropic breathing if you can do a two to three minute holotropic breath work session after let's say your two sessions of deep work or if you're tired it's going to wake you up and if you're able to go to let's say the 10 minute mark and you really start feeling it or more I mean, it doesn't matter if you've gone on zero hours of sleep, the oxygen and the way you're breathing is going to make you develop. You're going to be put into a euphoric state period point blank. And you're just going to be smiling just uncontrollably. And then you're going to be ready to dominate your day. Or like Anas said, five minute meditation. Personally, I love TM. I love trans- yeah. transcendent meditation. Um, you can simply here, quick lesson on TM. It's simple guys. Lay down is my favorite with a yoga mat, pillow, or sit up. Laying down, I personally feel you get in a deeper state. I like putting a weighted blanket on me so I feel hugged and I feel like I'm literally in like a small little tube or something. And you repeat the phrase, this is what my mentor Jason Capital taught me, is just repeat the word shering, S-H-R-I-N-G. And you just, in your head, consciously say shering, shering. And you don't need to say it fast. What you'll notice is that if you put on some meditation music, you'll simply just end up saying shering either one like every five seconds to start with. And then it'll slowly go to like maybe one, every 10, 15. And then eventually you won't say it at all. And you'll just be in a deep meditative state thinking about nothing. And it's a lot harder than people say it is, but it's also not. So that's the easiest way to get into TM, but also you can Google TM. It's very simple. Um, And if that's too hard for you, then this is my favorite thing too. Search up Alan Watts guided meditation. It's my personal favorite. It's 20 minutes long or 15 minutes, depending on which one you find. 
And his guided meditation is by far the best fucking one out there, in my opinion. The I actually have watched the 20 minutes practice. one um, myself too. Yeah. And like the first time I tried it, I kind of started to like feel my body was being detached from my brain. And then the second time when I tried it, I literally was feeling I was in another world, right? The experience yeah. is just so much, uh, it takes you to such a unique state. I never experienced anything like that. And I was like, yeah. holy shit, like that's kind of like taking weed, but not taking it. I just, meditating exactly. to that's achieve the, that. It's the exact thing it does. Um, and I know that for a fact because uh, I previously enjoyed cannabis, but I'm since then I'm off of it. I'm taking a huge tolerance break because I don't need it is what I realized. Meditation and breath work, you can get the same fucking thing, guys. However, you must do it right. On a quick note too, don't do any form of breath work before meditation. That's a big misconception people have. And Alan Watts talked about this and I haven't ex- figured out why, but I've experimented with it. Mm-hmm. If you do breath work after meditation, let's say you do a 20 minute TM and then a five minute breath work with holotropic or bioenergetics, you're already in a meditative state. You're just going to go deeper into it. However, if you do breath work before, your breathing will not be natural, which is important for you to get into the meditative state is your natural breath, your natural breathing as you get into that 10, 5, 20 minute session. Got it. Love that. Love that, Tyler. All right. So Tyler, I have a couple of, you know, real quick questions for you. I would really want you to take like 60 seconds to answer each of them. So you could like, you know, bam, 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 rush through it because they're like kind of interesting when almost every each of it. So first one, what is the one book or mindset lesson that you believe has mostly greatly influenced your life? Uh, Jim Quick's Limitless Model. Get the book, read it, abide by it and live by it. On a side note, Jason Capital's Life Boss as well. His program's really good, but to summarize um, mindset up into one thing, it's really just loving and trusting yourself. Trusting the process, that. trusting what I the two books I've just mentioned, but really it's the limitless model. It's being able to understand that your mindset, motivation, and method are crucial mm-hmm. to you creating your limitless state and limitless potential. And you guys was- can easily figure that you can see that an awesome may edit it and have it pop up on the screen but the limitless model sure. is very very simple and you can find the book for free online or just google jim quick i was but actually about the- to buy it um, mm-hmm. um and like i almost missed it i thought like maybe i should have buy this or should i buy that but yeah now you mentioned it i'm actually def- actually definitely gonna get my hands no, seriously on. like the limitless book is it, it shifted my mindset my mentor's mindset like my sole one person i call mentor jerry rich he taught me it because um, I didn't read the book, even though I had the book and period point blank. It's beautiful. So there's a ton of other things I can talk to you guys about mindset, like all the books I've mentioned, but limitless definitely is by far the most important thing because once you use that limitless model, you can catch yourself in any bullshit. You can't, Got keep, it. you can't keep yourself. Love that. Love that. Um, and also Tyler, do you have any morning rituals? Like, you know, and if so, what is it? Oh yeah, I have a whole series of morning rich, one uh, morning rituals. However, I will state that this works for me. Everyone's morning rituals are different. You can try and copy mine, but you're most likely not going to be able to do it because you just don't have the grit and discipline, or you just don't fucking like it. So what I'll actually do is let me go ahead and pull it up because I have it on a Google Doc and I save it and I print it and I simply have it right in front of my face every day. So very simple. So 5:30 a.m. Powerhouse morning ritual, it's simply water. Drink 16 ounces of water because you're a raisin in the morning. Move, just moving, walking, not sitting down. Baroque music or Alan Watts, I tend to mix this. I prefer to listen to my Alan Watts playlists. One thing that I do is I have certain playlists of things to listen to in the morning, maybe a mindset, maybe something to wake me up. 
You can create your own playlists. That works well. Tea. I usually drink uh, a caffeinated tea called zest tea or yogi tea afterwards. And then I, I read my cues. Cues, very simple. I have sticky notes of the quotes and lessons that I learned that speak to me the most. For example, mm -hmm. one of them says, love yourself for trying. Another one says, who said that? When you are in your head, you're dead. But when you ask yourself, who said that? Let's say a bad thought pops up and you ask yourself consciously or journal it out. Who said that? You're able to reflect and correct yourself on, okay, is that me or is that a part of me that's not me? And then I, the, all of this can be done in about five, 10 minutes. And then cold shower. Mm -hmm. I immediately hop in for a two, three minute cold shower just to get cold. And then I do a quick stretch session in the morning. You can Google, I mean, you go on YouTube, find any kind of stretching videos you want to do based on your body. Then I hop into my guided meditation with Alan Watts, 20 minutes. And then I usually will do a two to three minute breathwork session after very short, just to get my fingers tingling and to get myself sweating. And then I journal. The way I journal is uh, very uh, different from anyone else. I journal my core values. I then journal my identity for the day, my identity being who I'm going to commit to or who am I oh, constantly working towards in terms of my personal development. And a unique way I do this is if you guys have yogi tea, yogi tea has quotes on it, like actual quotes from yogi. I simply take that yogi quote, I, I tape it into my journal and I journal my identity based on that quote that's anonymous every day and it's different each day. So that I commit to that every day. And then I go through my, um, first session of deep work. I only do one session of deep work uh, at this time. So right now I'm going through the King Transformation Program with Elliot Hulse. And then at eight o'clock, uh, I listen to audiobooks. This will usually be my first chapter of the day book-wise. I'm currently listening to Way of the Superior Man again. Uh, and then I'll walk and run with my dog or just simply walk. Usually if I'm my dogs, if I can run with her, I'll run. But if not, I mix it up. And then at 8.30, I do a call breakdown. So for an hour, I pick one of the calls my team member's doing or me. I break it down to get better at sales and also actively get ready for my morning calls. Then I'll read a chapter of a sales book and then I'll do a five. So the way I do uh, my reading is 25 minutes of reading. If I can finish the chapter, great. If I can't, I still do only 25 minutes. And then I do a five minute active recall where I pull up my Kaizen journal and I journal out what I learned in that chapter. And then I review it and make sure, okay, I learned this, these bits and pieces, blah, blah, blah. And then this is one of my favorite parts, which is review my closing notes. So this is where I'll pull up my notes. I have a running Google doc of all my closing notes from my mentor that I review every day before I hop on my role play or another call breakdown, depending upon if my partner is available for role play. Uh, right here, it depends upon what I want to do. I kind of have, I have flexibility to do what I want here. However, the biggest thing that I've noticed is that if you use a website called Shortform and you review the notes and summaries of those books you've read or you're currently reading, it helps reinstill into your subconscious what you're trying to learn in that book. And then I do another session of 20 minute TM, 20, 30 minute TM before my first call. And then when I get to my schedule, you guys will notice that I have calls. I'll have one call here, meditate, one call, meditate, one call, meditate. What I've noticed is meditating before each call puts me in the absolute best, most present state. And I'm meditating about six to seven times a day. Some people may call it overkill. Personally, I'm a little bit unique. This has helped me develop the presence on top of several quote unquote mental disorders I have, which I don't even call them mental disorders. I just call them blessings in disguise. And what I've realized is that meditation helps me be absolutely present and avoid random bad thoughts that I get in my head that are uncontrollable at sometimes. So you don't have to meditate as much as me. You can simply just do a five minute meditation that works for a lot of people. However, I like being in the absolute best meditative state where I'm practically almost stoned, but I'm not. I'm high on life and I'm ready to help guide my client to believe in themselves that they can start an Amazon business and love themselves throughout the journey.
And then my evening ritual is another guided meditation, journal, reflect gratitude. I use Craig Valentine's gratitude journal. The way I reflect is very simple. I do something called the build model from Peter Pru. B stands for body. What did I do today for my body? I, um, U stands for you. What did I do for you to love myself today? I stands for income. What did I do to increase my income? L, what did I do for my relationship? And D, what did I do for my development? Personal development. And then I do another, by this time, I'm usually in bed with my fiance and I read. I've realized I've been watching too much TV and it's not fucking doing anything for me. So I simply just read until I fall asleep or until she wants me not to read because I'm reading, I'm not present with her. So I usually give her maybe an hour, hour and a half of, honestly, I just color her and fall asleep. That's what I do. Otherwise, I'm reading relationship books to Kaizen myself. So I have a, so I'm developing myself in my relationship. And then I'll do my evening stretch, water, and et cetera, et cetera, habits. And then these are my 15 habits that I'm currently focusing on right now. Just embodying and loving my unique expression of the universe. Love everybody, help others, and help Mother Earth. Gallon of water, bioenergetics, breath work. Hybrid yoga is currently on hold. However, hot cold therapy is not. Hot cold therapy is simply 60 seconds cold, 60 seconds hot, as many times as you want, shower or bath. If you have two baths, that's how it would work. 60 seconds cold bath, 60 seconds hot. You start cold, you end cold. One chapter of a sales book, one chapter of a main book, audio book in the morning, one chapter of a relationship book. All these books, I do 25 minutes. Then I do a five-minute reflection or Kaizen right on my notes. And then I do five-plus meditation sessions. I do brush my teeth, wash my face twice a day because that's funny enough, small habits I haven't been doing. Gratitude journal, no smoking and limit my alcohol. The only alcohol I drink is usually brown liquor because I like the flavor and it helps just honestly chill me out on the weekends. And then caring for Apollo is a bonsai tree I'm growing. And then I walk and feed and love my dog because personally, I haven't been developing love between me and my dog, which is something I should be. And that's giving me an avenue of practicing that. And I also write a piece of poetry every week for my fiance. One of my deep passions I'm working towards in 2021 is writing and copywriting. And the best way to do that is to literally start from the ground up with learning grammar and writing from literally the ground up. And one of those ways of doing it is through poetry. My man. Right now. Love and again, that. It works really, this works really well for me. Experiment with what works for you. And this shit has taken me three years to really get down to this point with this, like this amount of efficiency for myself. And here's the next lesson. Don't keep changing it. When you have something built out that you feel is working, fucking roll with it for 90 days. And if something's not working, cut it. But don't add anything else. If something's working, put more time into it. Powerful, man. Love it. Love it. All right. Okay. Well, for sure, Tal, this was actually very, very valuable, especially the fact that you went through all the whole, the actual whole structure of your routine and how it works. So that I believe was a very valuable insight for all the audience. But yeah, man, that, that was just amazing. So that would be pretty much from the, from, you know, this particular area and itself understanding the productivity area. So the real last question that I would like to ask now is like, if people want to like learn more about you, what, what's the best way like to get in contact with you or come to your training or learn from you? So I don't do any training. I'm not doing anything like that right now, but if you mm-hmm. want, just message me on Facebook and ask can drop my link or something. Sure. You guys can ping me and I'll always be there to reply. Um, it might not be fast, but I will. I'll send voice messages, looms and stuff on my spare time. However, I've realized I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be an influencer for trying to post all these videos and become an influencer quite yet because I want to live by what my mentor, Joey Rich is doing. And honestly, what Sam Ovens does, fuck social media, just create a damn good product down the road or help people in a damn good way, develop yourself and keep doing that. That's it. 
Don't focus on the game of Instagram, which is going to die. Facebook, that's going to die. If anything, focus on YouTube. Make videos of something you're passionate about and stick with YouTube because YouTube's not going anywhere. That's the only platform that will not go anywhere, in my opinion. And that's where a lot of people are going towards. So if you want to catch more of me, I do have a small podcast playlist that I did make that I'm going to grab right now and drop the link for Anas. He can also um, share sure. this with you. This was the last time I pretty much did anything that was related towards Kaizen. So I'll and I believe you really go in detail about how to structure your day better in those podcasts, if I remember. I do. I go over several things. Uh, this yeah. I, I created this podcast when I had my first, uh, I had a, um, a breakdown. And pretty much I decided to come out of that breakdown by developing myself and giving my lessons to others and it helped me develop myself. So the link I just shared is something else I did uh, recently. It's called uh, the faster method towards becoming a world-class closer. This is me reteaching what my mentor taught me. So I would rewatch it. It's two hours long. Yes, but it's well worth it. Now let's move down towards powerhouse rants. And this is what you guys will want to watch. It's about eight episodes. Uh, the last episode, just me going over a book. Um, and yeah, so episode one is about perspective. Episode two is about state management. Episode three is about Trello. Episode four is about discipline. Four is about productivity. Six is about crafting your perfect day. And seven is about becoming unstoppable. Love it. You still use Trello, by the way? Uh, actually, no, I use paper and pen. However, I do have some Trello boards that I use simply for my cues. So another lesson I do before my calls, like I said, cues, is I have a series of morning mindset before closing calls on relationship cues. So morning mindset, I'll simply just read all these. I honestly haven't been editing it, but however, it's simply just something to keep me on the straight line. And then before closing Love calls, it. I simply just review this. So all my coaches' feedback, I put into here. And I remember the five C's, KLT, all these small things that my mentor is teaching me. Uh, and that, that's pretty much it. I don't use Trello too much anymore because I realized I was less is more is what I've also realized. Doing the love that. least amount possible is more. Uh, and honestly, paper and pen, simply just writing my day out beforehand, what I'm going to do and sticking to that and not deviating from it works. Less is more. For sure. Less is more. Less right? is more. If there's anything you learned from my fucking pot, this episode is less is more. If you're doing, if you're doing more right now, you should be able to cut it in half easily. Yeah. If you're exactly. not, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. I have to agree on that. Cause I believe I am facing that kind of problem. Like really trying to push everything in and that's just messing it up. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Pick man. Three Love things. That. Pick three things or less that you want to focus on. Really for me, it's three things. It's mm -hmm. Kaizen reading and love. Kaizen reading and love. Kaizen will fall under like closing, copy and all that stuff. But those are the three things that are my limitless model that my mentor helped me realize. So build Got a little it. pyramid, your limitless self in the middle. What are the three things that you should be focusing on based on anything you're doing? And if it's not falling into those three categories, cut it. There's no fucking need for it. Love it, man. Well, that was definitely very, very, very valuable, man. You definitely gave a lot of insight over things that people can implement and I, I yeah. do believe this is, will be very helpful for a lot of people. So thanks again, Tyler, for coming on this podcast, man. Uh, we'll definitely yeah. be winding this up. But again, thank you for everyone watching this and hearing this. And really, you know, this is like the whole game. There's no secret sauce to it. It's just balancing the whole thing out. And as Tyler said, like, you know, kind of standing on a couple of different things, not taking a lot of pressure on yourself and just, you know, um, having this discipline to pull it off. But yeah. I do have one other small note. 
after sure. this episode, you probably have a lot of stuff you're thinking about. There's an exercise I call the circle of concern for my mentor, Jason Capital. Simply enough, I'm going to go ahead and pull out the actual whiteboard of Zoom. So go ahead and draw a circle. Write out everything that's on your mind. This can be done two ways. Write everything out that's on your mind or what's concerning you in life. You can go about this almost in any other way aside from that too. So just keep writing it out from the outside in. And when you're done, when you've written everything you can think of, draw another circle on the inside. But first, before you draw the circle on the inside, actually you draw the circle and then the circle on the inside. And then you write out inward, outward, uh, outward, inward. And then everything that's not within your control that you've written, X, put an X through it. Everything that, for example, you are thinking that's not within your control or isn't within your focus and less is more, cross it out. Everything that is, write it inside of the circle. And then on a separate piece of paper, write out game plans for each of them. So if you have 20 things, you're probably going to have 20 pages of paper. You want to write out the whole game plan on, okay, reading. How can I read? What am I going to do? How do I develop my mindset? Write it out. So do these kinds of exercises. And if this is too complicated, then simply just brain dump. It's easy enough. Blank piece of paper, write everything out that's on your mind and do the same thing. Cross out what's not within your control or what you don't want to focus on. Circle the things you do, write on another piece of paper or use Trello. You can use Trello, like my podcast will talk about. And you can create a whole thing of maybe, who knows? Like Trello literally, for analytical people, it's the equivalent of like your brain being in, it's yeah. like, it's combining your brain, how it thinks with sticky notes and technology is really what Trello is. And it's beautiful. So I've used it, man. Of, like, yeah. it's just amazing. It's yeah. Definitely yeah. That'll help you guys get clarity if you're feeling overwhelmed with all the stuff I've mentioned, which is a lot. Um, and aside from this, if there's anyone you should be listening to, like one mentor personally, aside from everyone else, it depends upon what you want to do. If you want to develop yourself as a man and a young individual, Elliot Hulse. If you want to develop yourself with high income skills, Jason Capital is all you need. If you want to develop yourself in terms of closing specifically, I would keep an eye out for Don Stratton, Joey Rich, and Jordan Belfort. Those are the three people that I trust the most with closing. Everyone else teaches good shit, but sales is the same shit, guys. It's the exact same shit. It's a matter of knowing the foundation, which is what Joey Rich taught me, which is how he took me from $0 in commission to making my first 12K month in three months. So... That, that's really all you need is the foundations with anything in life. And once you have the foundations, just like Dan, uh, just like Dan Kennedy would say, you're unstoppable. You have all you need. Absolutely. Love that, man. That was a great executor there. But fantastic, man. So again, thank you a lot for coming up on this call. I, I'll definitely be suggesting everyone to listen to these last few minutes of this recording a couple of times because there's just so much that can people miss out easily and you might want to yeah. take notes on that you know and slow it a bit yeah. Uh, but yeah man so this was absolutely fantastic uh and thanks again for everyone listening to this and yeah you can definitely connect with tyler powers there i'll you know share all the all this contact information that is necessary for you to reach out on his social media and have a conversation um you saying something buddy yeah, I was about to say, I don't use Instagram. I only use Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. I got sure. it on Instagram. Yeah, All right. Instagram, so, I don't like what they're doing. So, Facebook okay. Is All right, so Facebook, that is then. So, um, yeah, yes. that's pretty much it. So, again, thank you for everybody listening. It was a great having you around. And to you too, Tyler, you know, it was a great conversation. And yeah, Absolutely. everybody, take care and goodbye for the next one.